When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the Arsenal Way. Back again with you guys for another episode of our 9.30am show running Monday to Friday. Good morning. I hope you guys are well. I'm very happy to be joined by Guy. How you doing, mate? You good? You well? Yeah, not bad. Like Nicholas and Elka. Uh, Nicholas and Elka. Nicholas Bentner off the bench in the North London Derby. What, 2007? On and yeah, I was at the Cardiff game, I remember he came on and scored like his last ever goal for Arsenal. Yeah. And he had like the ponytail and everything. Yeah. January just, uh, 2014 now, was it, I think? Something like that. Yeah, yeah something like that. Uh, yeah, Chris is unfortunately not uh, very well this morning, so isn't here. So we send him the absolute best. And and Bailey Sky, but no, I'm only joking. He's not actually working today. Um, but uh, no, happy to have you on, guys. It's been a while since we sat down for a chat about the Arsenal. And uh, of course, during this international break, there's a number of topics that are certainly worth discussing. Um, and we're going to kick off the show in which you talk about uh, these links to the constant strikers that Arsenal uh, remain kind of peppered with uh, throughout the media and Darwin Nunez continues to be the, the kind of leading figure now and Football London reporting of course over the weekend that he has indeed been shortlisted uh, alongside a number of other targets we're aware like Jonathan Davids and uh, I think we think of Dominic Calvert-Lewin of course as another one and Alexander Izak who we were very interested in in January. What first of all do you think about Darwin Nunez as a possible option? Uh, I have to say, kind of just broadly on kind of the striker search, I think having been starved of Arsenal going after a striker for a number of years, obviously we had those summers of Higuain, Lacazette was being rumoured for a long time before he came in, and then obviously Aubameyang as well. We've we've not really had a kind of striker transfer hunt to get excited about for a number of years. And personally, I have to say, whenever a new name crops up, I seem to get really excited and enamoured with them. I mean, during mm. the summer watching Isak, I thought he was brilliant for Sweden. He personally still, of the players who I've, I've seen, I don't watch an awful lot of European football, would say that, yeah, he looks he looks decent and I would be quite happy. I know he's not had the goal return this year. I don't think it is all about the goals all the time. And I think his, his build-up and link-up play would be something that would really add to the role. I mean, it's much like Alexander Lacazette does a um, huge part of his game. I think Isak probably would have more of a clinical edge um, at the top end of the pitch. But on Nunes, I mean, we saw him, didn't we, against us in the Europa League last season. And I thought mm. at times he, he played in, in fits and starts and looked bright at times. Again, I've not really seen much of him, but if he's leading the way out in Portugal, the goal-scoring charts, as he is, he took his goal against Ajax really well the other day in the Champions League as well, the only opportunity he got. He seems to have all mm. kind of the, the, the clubs in the bag in terms of the different finishes that he can apply. There's a lot of kind of Uruguayan comparisons made to the likes of Edinson Cavani, who, of course, was previously linked with Arsenal. Mm. And I think he probably would suit. He seems an all-round fit. And I have to say, kind of, since January and as things have gone on, um, he he seems to be the front-runner. And now it's kind of being put out there that he is officially on the on the shortlist, on the list that Arsenal are looking at. I would probably say he's, he's probably number one target. 
Mm, it does seem to be increasingly that that is the case. And what's interesting, of course, as a young striker, 22 years of age, yet another really young player that Arsenal are being linked to. And there, can, there kind of is a burning question, I suppose, around the idea that Arteta is wanting to look towards, again, bringing in youth and continuing in that frame. But is there an argument that Arsenal do need to consider kind of if the balance of the squad is right, if you're constantly bringing in these kind of early 20s players that... If you lack that experience with Lacazette probably moving on in the summer, Granite Xhaka's time at the club is no longer guaranteed either. Thomas Partey would be the most senior player in the team by that point and only 28 nearing 29 years of age. Is there an argument that the balance would be off and that maybe we'd lack some of that crucial experience that's needed? Or you can flip it on its head, can't you? And you can say you're building a squad of, of players of the same profile. And I mean, mm. you think back think back 10 years to the squad that Arsene Wenger built that didn't quite get over the line in the, the Carling Cup final against Birmingham. I'm still convinced if we did win that tournament, your likes of Nasri, Song, Van Persie, Fabregas probably always would have gone, mm. but Walcott was there then, Sanya, Koscielny. It was all of those guys were of a similar age at the time. And built, and of course, so many of them went off and won trophies that weren't with Arsenal. It was only really Walcott who ended up staying around and, and, and winning trophies with the Arsenal. But I mean, yeah, personally, I like it. I like the project that is being built and the fact that these guys are off the same age and profile. And I think it only strengthens the hand of keeping the likes of Bakayo Saka. If, if in the summer we go and, and, and spend, I don't know what the reported fee for Nunes is, but if it's 40, 50 million pounds, we yeah, go and we go put that on a striker. That mm. shows ambition. And actually, look, he's of the same similar age profile to you, Bukayo. We've got Smith-Rowe. We've got Erdegaard. As you say, Partier is a bit of a, a senior player, but we've got Gabriel and White and Ramsdale. Mm. We've got now a unit of players who can stay together. And for me, I think one of the real crucial things with this Arsenal team is, and it's always kind of felt it, that we've always been maybe a couple of years behind the other teams and then not strengthened at the right times. It feels to me that... Pep Guardiola has a year left on his contract at Manchester City, likely to leave either in 2023 when his contract ends or a bit of talk he might renew for one more season and go in 24. Same cut-off date for Jurgen Klopp. Mm. If our squad grows within that time and continues to progress, when those two big giant clubs are going to go through a transitional phase, which they will, Arsenal may well be in a position to really take advantage. And if, if we're sowing the seeds now, hopefully... Mm. And I get it's all futuristic and it's trying to say in an ideal world, but I do think having a squad that can grow together, there are there are clear benefits to that. You know my feelings on, on Lacazette. I'd give him a new contract. I'd do mm. what we can to keep him about because I think he is an integral part. And and even on Granite Jacker, I've hammered him enough times on this channel to say, actually, I think he's proven he's a likeable character behind the scenes and I think he's he's definitely proven his worth this season and shown that leadership that we've heard for so many years about off the pitch. He has begun to, to translate that since his return from injury on the pitch. Social in the chat saying, experience is too much thought of as age. Uh, we can bring in someone like Nunez who has played multiple leagues around the world and has been a consistent starter in different teams. I think that we use this example with Martin Odegaard as well, who's been playing at a senior level since he was 16, 17 years old um, and has, of course, played in, in different leagues and different teams and is under different coaches. And that in itself brings its own experience. Aaron Ramsdale, despite being just 23, has you know, been relegated three times. And despite that not looking most positively, that is experience, that kind of mental uh, fragility would have been kind of ironed out of him and knowing that he's got to have that mental toughness too. Definitely. Just on a, a slight caveat on Nunes as well. I think his mm. nationality, I mentioned before, the comparisons to Cavani is key in this as mm. well, in which he may be young, but has experience and also has the understanding of expectation. This is a guy 
who is going to take on the mantle for two generational talents in Uruguayan football. Suarez mm. and Cavani are coming to the end of their cycle. They, too, carried the burden that was left by Diego Forlan. Now, this is going to fall on one guy in Nunes. And equally, as I say, he, he's a guy who Benfica are by no means a small club. He, he's absolutely outstripping all of the other forwards in the, the Portuguese top flight for goals. I mean, he was out yeah. shooting. Luis Diaz, who since he's come to mm. Liverpool in the Premier League, has set the league alight. I mean, for me, it's something to get really excited about. Yeah, if it is something that Arsenal can pull off, it would certainly be kind of that Dusan Vlaovic uh, kind of the mark two, and you're looking to that next generational talent that's coming through. And if Arsenal can get their hands on him, it would be a huge big coup for the club. Um, the next kind of topic surrounding is the news about Ainsley Mate the Knowles guy, and his future at Roma seems settled in the sense that they won't want to keep him. And Jose Mourinho is not interested in in keeping him on at the club and has actually been quite supposedly disappointed in the performances and what he's given and maybe the, the commitment to, to what his expectations are. Is this surprising to you? And what do you think the impacts ultimately on Arsenal will be in the summer come trying to sell him most likely? Um, I think it's, again, you kind of reap what you sow, don't you? Enzo Maitland-Niles was so desperate to get out of Arsenal. I mean, you go back, what, three, four years? Mm. And... This, this, he was playing at right back. He looked brilliant playing at right back. Looked as though he had a future of being a right back. But throw his toys out the pram to an extent of saying, I'm a midfielder, I need to play in midfield. When you're playing for a side who the ambition is to play in the Champions League. Now, don't no disrespect mm. to, even to Roma, but he can go to maybe a... a so, I mean, Everton was obviously the one he was pushing for in the summer to go to, but... <laughs> If he'd done that, he would have found himself in a relegation battle. He was in that last year with with the West Brom. I mean, I don't think it it, it looks great in terms of what money Arsenal can recoup for him. And again, that that is what it is. But I think what it does underline is the strong leadership and man management of Mikel Arteta. Um, I, I felt that sometimes he was kind of maybe a bit of an immature coach himself, making these big calls a bit hastily, perhaps. Mm. But I think he's. I think much like kind of a, a Sir Alex Ferguson trait almost for Mikel Arteta is he seems to have that knack of knowing when the time comes to make these calls. I mean, he's resisted huge calls to move Granite Xhaka on. Obviously, Xhaka was looking at Roma in the summer as an opportunity. He stayed, he signed a new contract. He's still at Arsenal. Yes, his future probably less than certain. But as he moves on, for me, I have faith in Mikel Arteta that he will move these players on at the right time. Aubameyang had to move on for the good of Arsenal at the right time. Equally, the player has gone to Barcelona. He's done fine. That is absolutely fine. But previously with Arsenal players and, and Arsenal managers, we've held on to players for too long for this fear of the fact that they might go somewhere else and mm. do something to the detriment of actual the football club and the team itself. And I think with Mikel Arteta, he told Ainsley Maitland-Niles, stay patient, stay patient, you'll get your chance. As soon as the January window opened, he, he clearly didn't feel that way and thought, yeah. right, I'll get off. He could have played a key part in helping Arsenal to the top four in these closing weeks of the season. We can see Sambi Lekonga's not quite fancied at the moment. Maybe doesn't fully have that that trust of Mikel Arteta defensively. To well, you've got Xhaka and Partey as well to get past. Yeah, you do. So, no, but what I mean yeah. is th th there's games where it looks like at times... He could have come off the bench. Kind of, yeah. It could get kind of freshened up, couldn't it? Um, mm. And he played well against Watford in that game. And it is a long season and players do need to stay patient. And I think, as I say, Arteta's kind of proven here that actually if you don't want to be about, OK, move on, that's fine. I'm going to go mm. in the direction I'm taking this club. And slowly but surely, it has taken the pain to get to where we want to. But Mikel Arteta, you have to say, for up to this point, has been proven right. 
Yeah, there's always going to be a bit of a worry with examples like Eddie and Ketia, where Arsenal seemed quite keen in trying to try and tie him down to a new deal. When you know, I think the feeling was, as shared by most of the fan base, that he's not or wouldn't be the level to take Arsenal forward in that striking position. I was always a little bit concerned that, as you say, this not obsession but worry that Arsenal would have players that would go on to become something and that, and they were scared of letting them go would kind of restrict or hold us back in the market because we weren't willing to kind of, you know, ruthlessly go out and replace certain players. We'll see what happens with Nketiah. I imagine that he will move on. We'll see what happens with Reese Nelson. I expect him to probably move on as well in the summer. And, and Ainsley Maitland-Niles too. And then there's that kind of group there of of hailing graduates that only really Smithrow and Saka have survived from that generation. Um, but that's usually the case. I mean, I say that's usually the case. You're lucky if you get one come through our entire generation of kind of graduates that come through Hale End. Arsenal have managed to get themselves two brilliant, brilliant footballers in this case. And not only that, but we're seeing the next generation could be even more fruitful with Charlie Petito coming through. You've got Omari Hutchinson. You've got Salah Radin. You've got following Balogun, of course, as well, who's coming through and has had a really good spell at Middlesbrough these six months. So, it's it's part and parcel of it. You can't hang on to everybody because you need to be ruthless with the squad. And that's why if you look at the biggest teams in the league, Liverpool, you think about the players that have come through that are playing. It's only Trent Alexander-Arnold in that first team that's playing week in, week out. It's only Phil Foden that's playing for Manchester City. They're starting to see Cole Palmer come through from that next step, but it's not that you tend to see loads. And so you can't hang on to these players forever, especially when Maitland-Niles is now, what, 24, 25 years of age? It's, yeah, his time, his time has come and gone. I mean, for mm. me, when, when he came out and kind of was saying, oh, I don't want to play it right back, move him on then. Just, the, the loan mm. last year to West Brom, just, just, just make it a permanent deal. Um, I, I don't think as a midfielder he, he is going to be of the quality Arsenal need. At right back, I think he, he would have the ingredients to be a, a player who can be part of a wider squad. And that was where I felt with Nketiah was that actually you you look around and you say, actually, successful squads, deep squads, have have players who sometimes are on the periphery, on the edges, who do mm. help supplement squads. I mean, this year he's, he's kind of been redundant in that regard, certainly first half of the season, because we've not had European competition. So there haven't been as many games. But I think, as you say there with Balogun, what he's gone and done at Middlesbrough, really impressed with what he's doing there. I think he's proven now that he's ready to come back. And as I say, we started on Nunes. Uh, uh, get, get him through the door, pin Lacazette down to a new two-year deal and tell Balogun, Soak every bit of information off Lacazette for the next two years that you can. Be be a sponge to him, and then mm. inher- inherit his role in the team. So you give Lacazette two years, would you? Yeah, I would. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I I don't think with Lacazette, I, I don't think it's it's the Özil Abamyang situation that everyone every time there's an Arsenal contract saga, he's, he's happy to wheel out. He's Do you not, not think he'd want more money though? Because he's on like hundred eighty. So I can't just yeah, but, I think it's hundred eighty-two pounds, a thousand pounds a week. So that's that's then when you come in and you you be ruthless again. You, you offer him mm. a contract on, on level terms of what he's on now or slightly reduced or reduces into the second year or whatever. Yeah, um, make it incentivised as well. Exactly. Yeah. Um, or you say to him, right, okay, yeah, you're, you're not that, you're not worth that to us. We, we can't be held to ransom by players who are already contracted to our club. But equally, there is definitely a role that he plays within the squad. He's a fan's favourite. I think he's great personally. And I do think in helping bring through the likes of a Balogun, he he is a great role model. But yeah. as I say, it's it, 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 it's kind of a, a counterbalance, isn't there? If if he is being too greedy in his demands, which to be fair, the kind of talks coming out is everything's on on hold, everything's on pause. I mean, for the last three months, he could have spoken to 
clubs abroad. And if he was desperate to get out of Arsenal, he would already have something tied up to go elsewhere. But I think he's more than happy to wait and see. I think it's Champions League football for Lacazette. I think he, he, he mm. came to the club and that was a big pull. We've not been in it since he, he came to the club or since his first season. Um, and so therefore, as I say, it's a, it's a case of, in fact, I think we were actually out of it when he, he arrived, didn't we? Yeah. Um, so I think that's the thing for him. Um, and as I say, yeah, I, I would give him a two-year contract. I think he's worth it. The last topic to discuss before we wrap up is that William Saliba, of course, made over the weekend his debut for France, uh, Friday evening, I think it was. Um, and he he seems to have achieved so much, obviously, since joining Arsenal, having yet to still make his senior debut for the side. You know, goes into to playing for Nice, not only helps them in, not necessarily a relegation fight, but certainly to push themselves towards the momentum that they found this season under Christophe Galtier and was a crucial part of that defence with uh, Jean-Claire Tadebo. Uh, he's gone in this season with Marseille and he's helped them push towards second place in the table, looking like they're pretty, pretty much guaranteed a Champions League place for next season. And now he's a fully-fledged France international um, at senior level. Is there any argument that Mikel Arteta has got to say that he should not be an Arsenal player next season? Um, well, yeah, I suppose the argument is Ben White and, and Gabriel, isn't mm. it? Um, they have They have forced... Forged a brilliant partnership. I personally think um, Rob Holding's time at the club might come to to an end, or or be a fourth choice kind of option. Uh, again, yeah. I'd, I'd keep him back because I think probably off the pitch he does offer stuff, and we, we've seen the, him help him come on and help close games out. But I think if we are to take that next level, it it is or the next step. It is as Arteta often says in in press conferences about bringing players in who will help us take us to the next level, and I think Saliba is of that kind of bracket. Um, we don't obviously know really how how easy for him off the pitch acclimatising to life in London or life in England was he. You do forget how young he is and the, the, the personality behind kind of the player all the time. Um, he has mm. flourished in France. I mean, he was he was obviously earning rave reviews at Saint-Étienne and he and Wesley Fofana were, were two who were really kind of pin-up boys for that. Fofana's come over and looked absolutely fantastic for Leicester and as much as I watch him, I kind of think we must have our own one there who surely can break through I think now playing for France and continuing to do what he, he's doing with Marseille, it either inflates the transfer fee that Arsenal then look to get for him or does mean he's a player that Mikel Arteta cannot ignore. Um, I, I, I don't think the, the Saliba story at Arsenal is concluded. I think mm. it... I think it is part of a strategic thinking because otherwise, why is he being registered in the Premier League squad to get his homegrown status? Because if he went out on loan, he could quite easily just not be included on that, whereas he is. And it is with an op with an idea, I'm sure, of longevity mm. and long thinking. I mean, obviously, we've got the contract situation that's going to be coming up from this summer. So it is make or break this summer. He either has to stay this summer and be in the squad and be part of the team, or he does need to be moved on. But... Personally, I, I think he has got an Arsenal future. Asar says, just get the feeling that Arteta does not like Saliba and Saliba wants to stay in France. I'm convinced. Pini Wynn says, doesn't Saliba want to stay in France? We need commitment, not just talent. And I think that 
a lot of people have, have hooked onto the words that he said in his interview the other day, where he talked about saying he, you know, staying in Marseille would be fine. Like he's to be fine with that, and you know that he's it's, it's not a bad idea. But I don't think that, and I think that's just being a bit media savvy, to be honest. In that moment, you're not going to say, "Oh, I, I hate it here, or I don't really want to stay here." He could have said that he's looking forward to returning to Arsenal, of course. But I think even then, look, you're with, you've got momentum with Marseille now. Keep focusing on the club that you're at. Keep focusing on talking about Marseille. Don't worry. Don't draw in more attention with Arsenal yet because there's so many questions around his future. Let that wait. Sort that out in the summer with Mikel Arteta and and see where this kind of goes. Uh, IRL says this isn't new. A player making things complicated whilst alone is expected. He has earned a bargaining chip with Arsenal in regards to first-team guarantees. He'd be mad to choose Marseille, though. And I do agree. I mean, you look at Marseille's squad, they've got a lot of players that are on loan. A lot. Of t- there's a lot of uncertainty around their transfer capacity with this potential ban that's coming in as well. There's no guarantees. And Marseille, you know, you're not going to win the Liga really unless you're very very fortunate because of PSG but with also the way that other teams like Nice and Lyon are going to improve next season as well you're not going to win European competitions I don't think even playing in I mean you're going to qualify for the Champions League this season I'd be surprised if they even won the Conference League to be fair this year um, I don't think it's going to happen so there's chance for a couple of trophies, maybe, you know, the French Cup or the Coupe de la Ligue, etc. But I'm not sure you're going to see Saliba win the biggest honours with Marseille. What he wants is time and game yeah, time, isn't it? I was going to say, regardless, though, of even, regardless of even their transfer ban, Marseille don't have the funds to complete a deal for the value which he's clearly risen to. Mm. I mean, if, if you were to sell Saliba, given he, he came in for, what, 28 million, was it? I, I mean, it was, yeah. you're probably looking at 35, 40 million, in my opinion, if you're to sell him because of the potential he's got. The fact that when he has gone out, he's getting rave reviews everywhere he's played. He's just mm-hmm. played for the French national team. He's kind of been earmarked as the long-term heir to yeah. Rafa Varane, as it were. So I don't think, like I say, uh, before it was kind of bargaining chip. I think it's bargaining chip, chips on both sides, really. Uh, mm. If he's going to go anywhere in France that could, could could pay the fee that Arsenal would, would want, it would be PSG. But then equally on top of that, Arsenal would then get a handsome fee and can reinvest that and, and, and move on. Um, but as I say, I, the whole homegrown thing of registering him to make sure that he, he counts as a homegrown player, I think um, yeah. points to me that there is a plan. Um, and like you said before, Marseille are a huge club out in France. He's not going to come out and say stuff in the media yeah. where he's going to get fans on his back and equally he has had a great time there compare it to Conor Gallagher who's at Crystal Palace every time he's speaking at the moment whilst he's away with England he's bigging up Crystal Palace he's not talking about Chelsea that's because Mm. he's really enjoying his stay there and that will then help Chelsea probably in the long run whether they sell him or do keep him and I do think it's it's kind of applicable to Saliba and as I say I think he'll I think he will find himself at Arsenal I think it is it is kind of looking at it. And I mean, your chat with Manu Petit last week really hit the nail on the head. He will come mm. back in the summer and say, I want first team. Give me first team. And he's he's proven it now, playing with the French national team, that he's worthy of, of making that step up. Absolutely. Great point about Gallagher as well and something to think about more. I think I might even latch on to that for a bit of writing this <laughs> afternoon. Good stuff. Um, interesting pieces to talk about there, Guy. Thank you so much, mate, for coming on the show uh, last minute. Really do appreciate it. Yeah, no worries. Absolutely fine. Absolutely. Please, as I say, we wish Chris the absolute best in getting well soon. And uh, we look forward to bringing the show tomorrow with Bailey and possibly uh, a much better feeling Chris as well. Uh, We will see you tomorrow morning at 9.30. Do drop a like on the video and subscribe to the channel if you haven't done so already. And check out all of our written content, of course, over at football.london. Guy, tell me where they can find you. 
Yeah, I'm on, on Twitter at Guy Clark05 and backstage at the Arsenal way. That's where you find me. There you go. More often and of course, you can find myself at Tom Cantor Media at the Arsenal Way N5 as well. See you soon. Have a great day. And as always, keep following us down the Arsenal Way.